Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Comedy Bureau Field Report. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is a member of the Believe podcast family. That's why on your favorite podcast platform it reads Believe in the Comedy Bureau Field Report. And not the Comedy Bureau Field Report as I originally intended. And um, even at episode 159, I have not heard from any of the bosses. And we have not had a conversation about how this was not brought up when I signed a contract. But... Whatever. I get to say I'm on a network, and that's good enough for me. Uh, and enough of that, Mishigash, and on to this week's amazing, amazing guests. Dare I say comedy heroes? Certainly there is a documentary film uh, tracking their exploits uh, and uh, what they've achieved for the art form of comedy and artistry. I hope that isn't, uh, they're not considering a too high praise please get up for founders of the found footage uh festival joe pickett and nick pruer everybody hello Hi, jake hi and i would i would say comedy legends not comedy heroes comedy like, we're, step, we're step up from heroes now at this point yeah. oh yeah all right so you who else do you consider a comedy legend this is always a great debating comedy yeah uh i don't know i think we're up there with like steve martin um yeah. you know Mel brooks uh, Mel Brooks, easily. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Given yeah, what I think you do, would you put Jackass as comedy legends as well? Oh, hey, absolutely. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. Love those guys. Yeah. Well, keep it in that mind. So, like, what? how would you guys describe yourselves, like, on – I don't know if you would ever have a business card, but, like, <laughs> you had to have a business card – Saying like, oh, well, this is what we do in comedy, or we're comedians. What would you say that you guys do? Well, I I usually say that um, our what the Found Footage Festival is it's a it's a guided tour through uh, Joe and and my collection of uh, old VHS tapes that that time forgot, and mm -hmm. uh, we we're, we're the uh, the sort of straight men uh, who you know offer jokes, uh, but we're we're curating things from the the dustbins of history and serving them up in an entertaining and funny way. That's basically what we do. And, yeah, and that would be a business that. card that's like a five by seven business card. It would be like <laughs> a postcard. It would be yeah, like yeah. a flyer, a flyer that you <laughs> hand out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, I think Nick uh, summed it up pretty well. And and the reason that we're uh, like on tour right now is because there was a documentary made about us mm -hmm. uh, called Chop and Steal, uh, where we uh, started off doing found footage. And then we went off and we did this new venture. Uh, kind of unintentional. I mean, we just, we do these things to entertain ourselves and we get on these morning news shows right. and uh, we got sued in federal court. And right. then uh, a, a docu documentary crew started following us around and uh, it, it was just a, a roller coaster ride of a, yeah, of a, of a last four years. So there's a lot. I mean, this business card is going to be jam packed with like what exactly we do. Double sided. Uh, yeah, exactly. Six size font, probably. Yeah, yeah. maybe it should just be a straight up flyer, like on in a half by eleven. Yeah. Maybe it should be part of like a three part series of business <laughs> cards that we hand out to people. Right. Or a brochure. Maybe a brochure would. Do. Oh yeah, fold out brochure. Maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we don't. Yeah, we, yeah. You know, yeah. we do have a merch table at our uh, all of our shows too, and uh -huh. people often say like, "Oh, I got this great." video for you do you have a card and i was like 
Oh no, <laughs> sorry. We actually should have them, Jake, but we just have and we've been doing it 19 years and still haven't made them. We you haven't know, figured I'm, it out yet. I mean, maybe keep it. There's something. Tell me how you feel. Do you think like business cards are corny? Because whenever I get one from people in comedy, I'm like that knocks them down a few pegs. I Good shit point. can them immediately. Well, not immediately, but like I keep them in my pocket for a few days, and maybe I'll yeah. keep it in my wallet for a little while, and then I'll yeah. be cleaning up my wallet and be like, oh no, what's that? I just throw it away. It's right. never worked. It's never right. worked. Right. Yeah. We we had a guy at a show last week say, um, "Here, let me give you my card or my contact info," and he. Uh, tapped his phone on our phone and all of a sudden we had his contact in our phone with what he did and everything wow that feels black mirror ish a little yeah i know like he's probably listening to us right now well then i tried to throw my phone away but then i realized i couldn't do that so i i still have that that contact info <laughs> well if he's listening i hope i hope he's entertained um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, God, that is truly a wild ride. Did you ever? I mean, it's hard to say that you think you would end up being sued by a media conglomerate uh, when you just started doing pranks on the morning news. Um, I mean, where what what was the sort of the transition, um, in your guys's mind from just touring around the country? Showing people uh, found footage, making fun of it to like, okay, let's uh, actually perform live in character and not. Well, the, uh, I think, it, you know, for us, the transition was a little uh, less abrupt than maybe for people who had seen our found footage show and then saw the news appearances. Because, I mean, since we were kids, Joe and I have known each other since we were 10. Mm -hmm. We've always dared each other to do dumb things in public. Joe especially mm -hmm. will you know, I think we were just recounting recently that we went to Chi Chi's a Mexican mm -hmm. restaurant right. in high school. And then Joe paid me, I think, $10 to, to say to the maitre d' on the way out, uh, uh oh, here comes the farting. <laughs> and, um, and I mean, and, that's a 12, it's a 12 year old joke there. I mean, we're, we're, yes. we're 12 years old when it happens. It's not the yeah, greatest. It's, it's not my, time. it's not my, it's not my finest work is what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. but it's where it started. Yeah. And, but Nick, Nick said that and I was in tears. Like I, and, and then the, I think the maitre d', if that's what you call them at Chi Chi's, uh, <laughs> said, uh, <laughs> said, uh, it kind of gave a fake laugh, like ha 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 ha. And then I was just in tears and I gave Nick, it wasn't $10. It was probably like, you know, a dollar, but right. uh, I don't think I ever had $10 back then, uh, pre-teen days. Uh, but yeah, yeah, still don't. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's where it started. And then eventually, you know, we're out doing these shows. We we go up on, you know, uh, Wake Up Chicago or something, uh, and we do it all the time. And we answer the same questions over and over. So That's I just to promote our touring show, Fun Footage Festival, right? right? Like, yeah, we just go on, show a couple of clips, try to get people to come out that night. And right. so one thing I would do is like right before we'd go on to the interview, I would give Nick two words to say on the air. We called it the two word phrase challenge. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the, the most memorable one was uh, as we were going on, I whispered in Nick's ear, I said, basketball murderers mm -hmm. and murderers had to be plural. And he had to say both both of the words together, basketball murderers, and the son of a bitch knocked it out of the park. Well, I'd like, gotten pretty good at these at this point. I had like, okay, I could, it's this kind of two-word phrase. I can work it in. That one, I was like, oh, that's going to stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> right. It was in Houston, I remember, and it was getting towards the end of the interview. And I was like, I got nothing. This might be my first failure at the two-word cha phrase challenge. And then the guy, he gave me a little bit of an opening. He said, um, 
he goes, so who are the kinds of people who send in these videos you guys find? And I was like, ah, okay. All right. I got to work with this. And I was like, they could be, you know, bonkers. They could be uh, basketball murderers for all we know. We just don't know where these tapes come from, you know? And then the reporter did not bat an eye at it at all. And, and that's really, I think where it started for us with the, you know, starting to do these like more involved morning news pranks. Right. I hate to use the word pranks because I don't really think of us as pranksters. But like when we were doing those like two word phrase challenges, that was just to entertain ourselves and to oh, make sure. me laugh. That was just yeah. like the Chi Chi's thing. That, you know, right. it's the same joke. Right. Yeah. That's not too different from like when like really, really funny people do late night these days and they just like want to do a bit, you know? Yeah, uh, like David Cross, who you have in the documentary, is speaks very highly of you, and it's you know that's it's, what an inclusion, you know. Um, he, I remember on Conan, he was trying to explain the premise of um, the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret, and like normally people just say like, "Well, oh, the clip explains itself," and so he took like three minutes to explain the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> for a 15 second clip <laughs> that's pretty good yeah, yeah that's a good I, bit yeah I, yeah and i think probably like us you're you're uncomfortable doing the the shilling part of the uh you know which is what those morning shows are so right. yeah it's just a necessity is the mother of invention you have to figure out a way that you're not it doesn't physically sicken you to go on and promote your show and so right. for us it was doing the two word phrase challenges and then like not promoting the show at all going on as completely fictional characters right off camera, did any of those people say anything to you? Did, uh, even just at the two word challenge? No, uh, never the two word phrase challenge. But uh, uh, when we got the fake people booked on the morning news shows, yeah, we got some angry emails. Oh, we got uh, some emails. Email. We got some people that were who were just confused. Mm -hmm. um, we, there was one guy, I think it was in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We showed up uh, as Chop and Steel, a strongman duo. We said we are a strongman duo. Yeah. And we showed up in. in you know, we're clearly not that strong. I would say we're like <laughs> doughy than more than anything. You could tell and, over even but over even in podcast audio, you could tell we're not strong. I think you that can hear across. the doughiness in our voices. <laughs> and uh, but we we showed up in our gear and everything, and the guy said, "You're the you guys are the strongman duo." This is like the anchor, and uh -huh. and we're like, "Yep, we're here. We're gonna you know uh, break some concrete or whatever." And uh, he's like, "Ah, nah, I'm not gonna have you guys on." He goes, "You guys aren't strong men. I can tell." <laughs> Right. And we're like, oh, man, that's the first time that's ever happened. So one time, one time somebody turned us away. Uh, the other 17 times were successful. Yeah. I mean, that th this must have all come before. There was a Last Week Tonight with John Oliver site, like episode where he made fun of how you can just buy airtime on local news for a lot oh, yeah. of these. And like he did like a similar like but had this sex blanket that he was trying to sell people and just do you remember this i no, don't know i would see yeah, that i think this yeah. came after you guys for sure uh because you guys have been doing this way longer yeah uh but like yeah the, people just didn't check what the sort of recommendations or any sort of science behind the sex blanket and they just had the person on and the host was so excited for that they were there yeah, they never do. They never, I mean, you know, they just, they, they see like, oh, there's a demonstration here. You know what? That's going to eat up 10 minutes. Welcome aboard. Right. Rush us on and like, whatever, whatever you're going to do, you're going to do. Right. You know? But then yeah. the camera stopped rolling and most of the time, you know, it's a disaster. Like there's one where I had a whole table with the whole Thanksgiving feast on it, including a microwave. And I just knocked it over, 
you right. know, and uh, I stayed and cleaned up. And that while I was staying and cleaning up afterwards, they didn't say like, you jerk. They said, well, good luck with your book tour, you know, and you know, you're on Sorry your way. about the mishap. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I think in most people's minds, they're like, but why would anybody do this? It's not, it's certainly not for financial gain. It's right. not like, you know, there was a political cause to it or sure. a promotional thing. It was like, we were entertaining ourselves on the road. Thought this would be a fun experiment. Right. That was the thing with uh, with Kenny Strasser. Uh, Mark and I, Mark Prokch and I, did the Kenny Strasser one uh, when we were living in Milwaukee, mm -hmm. and but he he was pure poison when he would leave. Like nobody wanted to talk to him. Everybody just like everybody was embarrassed. They were, you know, I don't think that they thought like, oh, he pulled a fast one on us. There's mm -hmm. somebody who emailed and or, or called up and said like, hey, you you didn't do what he said he was going to do, right. and. Uh, but otherwise, I think most of the time they were just like, oh, boy, this is I just want to get away from this awkwardness as quickly as possible. Wow. And therein lies the seeds of his now acclaimed energy vampire character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he has the best dumb guy impression of anybody I've ever met in my lifetime. Yeah. So he's always been good. We've we've all went to school at UW Eau Claire together. Mm -hmm. Me, Nick and Mark did. So, yeah, that's how we met up. And you guys just well, if you don't want to call it pranks, what would you like to call them? Out of curiosity, I think we, we we called them news experiments for legal purposes um, when we were being sued. But that that I think that that holds up pretty well. I mean, I think they're experiments to see whether you get booked and what you can get away with and how the news people react. And that was sort of fun to play off of for us. I think there's something interesting in that, in a way, you guys are like being part of found footage. Is it yeah. For you guys? Well, you know, clearly, like we we know what makes a great awkward television appearance. We've we've collected right. uh, hundreds of hours of public access TV and news right. bloopers and and uh, and just awkward things caught on video. We're connoisseurs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we have the perfect skill set to create awkward television. Right. Which it, it just is. It's just an interesting artifact. I mean, especially considering uh morning news even late night like who i would be hard pressed to think that anybody is watching any of these programs and is seeing the guest and what they're promoting and be like you know what i wasn't really on board but now i'm gonna go watch this movie or i'm gonna go buy this blender or whatever it is well that's what joe's always saying when we'd get up at like 5 a.m to go to the this news station in fargo north dakota he's like who i mean are farmers who are like I, thought it was like far I thought it was farmers they... and school teachers because those right. are the people who have to always wake up the earliest yeah. right, right uh that that's what i always thought it was like that's not our demographic i mean maybe school teachers but like uh farmers are not coming up to our coming to our shows so uh <laughs> i, I and I was, all, yeah, I was always like, why are we doing these? These it doesn't make any sense. But you know, just right. this is in the early days, and any press is good press, and you know, right. sometimes it would work. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. That actually, I was asking this off pod, but like, do you have either a pithy or a very layered, nuanced answer as to why? So why would you? Why would you do this? See, that's the thing. Like, like I was saying with with Mark. Uh, we got on seven morning news shows. He he played Kenny Stresser, the yo-yo expert. And right. the idea was that he would come on and do yo-yo tricks. And then he'd show up. When we showed up, like he would have his yo-yoing arm in a sling. Right. Or he would show up with the yo-yo, but he forgot to bring the string. Right. And uh, when we when the whole thing blew up, we did seven of these. It, they, they, 
one of them blew up, I think, after a Missouri uh, news station aired it, uh, and it got millions and millions of views. People were confused as to like, what are they promoting, and why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, and really, it was just like, I don't know, just to see if it works. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was the answer, and then it ended up, you know. The, the intention was never to like launch Mark's acting career with right. the whole thing. That's just like, that right. just happened. Yeah. Yeah. It comes back to this sort of intrinsic truth to comedy that sometimes I like, it, it seems so oversimplified, by, simplified, but it's, you got to have fun, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. We're not yeah. standups uh, tradition in the traditional sense, but I know people who do stand up have talked about, the funniest time you have is at the table in the bar afterwards with the other comics. Oh yeah. When you're just loose and not doing a prepared set and you're just trying to make each other laugh. And, um, and so I think this was something to try to make each other laugh. That's what, and that's what we continue to do on the road, whether there's cameras rolling or not, this one just happened to have higher stakes to it. Like right now, right now we uh, we're working on volume ten of our found footage show, and we've done like three shows so far, and this is like the least fun part of it, where you're trying to work out, you know, we're it's like a I don't know eighty minute show, and we're trying to make sure it's a tight eighty minutes. We used to do a fringe festival all the time before the pandemic, and we could really iron out the show there. But now we're kind of doing it slowly. But I was gonna say, like this is like the part of comedy where you're like talking seriously about these stupid videos and trying to figure out what's the funniest thing. It's not like we're sitting around having a, a grand old time. It's like, oh, well, maybe we should move the um, public access auction to after the horse birth, you know, like that'll play uh, better because this will be I mean, exactly that over there. That'll be a callback. And like, exactly. It's just trying yeah. to find the the actual nuts and bolts of it, which is usually pretty serious. Like, yeah. But it has to be fun, though, too. I mean, like, I mean, because I think about, you know, I mean, that I think that's applicable across so many disciplines in comedy. People having note cards for writing scripts where they're trying to break story or, um, I mean, stand-ups, the more organized ones uh, will have, like, like similar note cards right, trying to put together a half hour or an hour, you know? Yeah. There's well, always I, the nuts and bolts part that's like probably not interesting to watch, but it's where all the like work goes into it, right? And then the fun part for us is going on the road and trying it out and getting hearing an audience react to it. Right. And that's why I think with like the news stations the what we went on, we didn't know what to do with it. We just had these, you know, this footage that we had collected. And then I remember thinking, well, we could actually put that into the show and just say like, you know, show some found videos and be like, all right, this one's a little bit different, but you know, our buddy Mark uh, went on these same local news stations that we were on. Here's some clips from that. And then I went on as a fake chef. And so we just started working those into our shows, but that wasn't the intention. It was just something fun for us. Right. So, uh, it, I mean, but that's kind of beautiful in a way. It's like naturally evolving. You're not even thinking about, you know, sort of like in a business sense, like, okay, what's next for you guys? You got to like diversify. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. There's, it, and by the way, there's zero business sense with us. I mean, <laughs> zero. What, uh, watch, watch the documentary. You'll see. We're still right. trying to figure it out. We've been doing this for nearly 20 years. And uh, we, we, yeah, we don't know how to balance a checkbook at this point. So. <laughs>
I mean, it's funny you should say that because you don't need to do that anymore. No, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I don't think I ever did. Paper? I don't think I ever did when we were supposed to, though. But right. yeah. Right, right, right. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like how, okay, so you were doing found, foot- found footage fest and then you started doing like these characters and then chop and steal and the documentary COVID happened and that uh, threw everything under a bus. So how, what is sort of like, how should I say, how is like your personal comedy ecosystem function these days? We've had to diversify quite a bit. Like um, we had to really pivot to doing online shows during the the height of the pandemic when we were all locked down. And um, yeah, I bet so, that worked for you. Did it? It, it does. Yeah. It's conducive. Yeah, it's conducive. To, once we figured out the fair use of showing these VHS tapes on online, you know, uh, then then it was like, oh wow. And we then we uh, expanded. We we do a show called VCR Party on Tuesday nights that we've done for a long time. And then during the pandemic, we started up something called Saturday Morning Cartoons, where we watch shitty Saturday morning cartoons from like the golden age. And uh, yeah, and then we added uh, more shows too. Nick did an ELF show. I mean, we kind of went bonkers with the, yeah, I mean. A lot of free time on our hands. Pandemic was, uh, yeah, it was was good for us, I guess. Uh, I mean. Yeah, we're we're primarily like for, you know, close to, I think 16 years by the time the pandemic hit, we're just the only way we knew how to make money doing what we do is doing our, our shows and touring around the country and doing 120 shows a year and you know, that kind of thing. And, right, right, right. and uh, it's almost like we realized, Oh, there might be a better way where we, you know, uh-huh. people can stay in their cities. We don't have to go to Cincinnati all the time. <laughs> like we <Right>. could, <laughs> you know, we could, and, and uh, I think for the people who like what we do, you know, we only get to, uh, cities once a year you know on, on the road and this way if people were really invested they could watch us every week on tuesday nights and right. and chip in on patreon for that so it, that kept us afloat during the the lockdown and now we're just starting to get back out on the road again yeah amazing i uh, you know there was so much of virtual comedy that like didn't work because stand-up doesn't really translate to this like just talking over a video conferencing platform but yeah i I definitely think making fun of public access or just like weird bargain bin videos could work. Like the, yes. I, oh, yeah. totally. And especially we're reaching such a, a further audience now too, you know, all around the country, places that we would never typically go. And then those people are sending us videos. And so like our, since we started doing this web show, like people are sending us so much stuff because right now thrift stores, like they barely even carry VHS because nobody buys it. But then we have these weirdos out here who watch our show and they're like, oh, I think these guys would like this, uh, you know, public access uh, hula hoop show, you know. Uh, you, know. Which, you guys been to Whammy? Uh whammy analog media well no but they're um actually uh sponsoring uh our screening in Amazing. los angeles this friday so they'll they'll be there with a table and i heard it's great yeah i mean it truly feels like you're stepping back in time to the 90s with just like the exact sort of racks and video like vhs displays and all that i'm excited to see it yeah, yeah. we gotta stop by yeah, it's a true. I, I want to see if the smell is accurate because I, I I remember Nick and I both worked at a blockbuster in the '90s, and there's a distinct smell to it. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it the sniff test. Yeah, what? How would you describe that smell? Oh, I don't know. Maybe like a little bit of chlorine with uh-huh. um with like uh uh 
popcorn, like a little popcorn chlorine sort of a Yeah, that tracks. mixture. Yeah, Yeah. that tracks. <laughs> did you um did you watch that Netflix series about uh the last blockbuster? I didn't. Couldn't No, get it. I I had I I watched the the trailer or the preview and it was just like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think this is going to speak to me correctly. Yeah. Did you watch it? I watched the pilot and I uh I made it through the pilot. That's Okay. That's Okay. God my bless you. third review. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm glad a lot of people that I know that I'm friends with got work. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to. Sh I don't want to shit on it completely, but like, yeah, it's not really. Yeah. I was excited when I saw it was a thing, and then I was watching. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe it's not my kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, how, back to Chop and Steal, the documentary. So, how did the documentary, like, when, how did and when did they approach you? Like, I'm assuming you were in the middle of getting sued, and they're like, oh, this is a story. I, I approached them actually. Oh, So yeah. uh, we, we were in the middle of getting sued. And then at, at one point, America's Got Talent caught wind of it. Right. And then they were like, oh, we want to have your character, the Chop and Steel, uh, the strongman duo. We want to have them do the exact same things that you did on those morning news shows, but do it for like Simon Cowell and the whole, you know, Howie Mandel Oh, Nyla. and uh, Heidi Klum. And yeah, yeah. Scary Uh, Spice. She only Carrie gets Spice. weird bits. That's her whole thing at AGT. Yeah, 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 Mm yeah. -hmm. So they were gonna give us that. So, so then we're like, uh, I didn't really want to do it, you know. Right. And and uh, but then I had an idea for like, and I don't want to give it away. You you've Right. seen the documentary, Yes. right? I want that to be a surprise. Uh, but I had an idea to do that, and uh, then I got excited about it all of a sudden. So uh, that's that's when I called up Ben, the director. He also directed the movie Winnebago Man, which we're also in. It's about Jack Rebney, the angry RV salesman. And uh, I called him up. I was like, hey, we're getting sued in federal court. And we're going to do this crazy thing on America's Got Talent. Do you want to follow us around? And he's like, I'll be right there. So he uh, brought a camera down and he followed us around for, what was it, like four and a half years, Nick? Something like that, four years? Yeah, on and off, Pan you know, with whatever. a pandemic in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So on and off. And, you know, having we shot a, a feature length documentary in like 2007. And, and um, I remember our documentary subject kind of being like, guys, come on, just turn the cameras off here. And, and in my head, I'm like, No, we're living our dreams here. We're filmmakers, like, we're not turning the cameras off. And then being on the other end of that, I was like, Oh, I get it now. It's really irritating to be videotaped, uh, especially during like tumultuous times. You're just like, turn the camera off. Uh, but we trusted, uh, we trusted the director Ben, and uh, you know, are are pleased that this, you know, really rough time for us was documented. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right uh yeah well that, that you just have to have faith in <laughs> the director that that will be worth it Well, yeah, and luckily, taking like, off. yeah, we called him, and we know him, and we've been friends with him for a long time. So, yeah, we knew we were in good hands. So, Right. uh, yeah, it would be tough with with a stranger coming in asking you dumb questions, and you know, uh, yeah, it Right. for four years. Right. You know. Well, I mean, it's also like as a somewhat parallel, it's like I empathize with how hard it is, even as much as I hate reality TV and I hate that I even know what. the scandal is but so much of reality tv is kind of scripted but then when real life actually interrupts their scripted plot uh that's got, it's got to be brutal oh yeah i'm but sure they're like well we're gonna shoot it we're of course <laughs> yeah of course yeah you yeah cheated and now you're with this other person and right so talk it out guys yeah
Yeah. I, I bet that is jarring. You know, like Nick and I worked on a reality show maybe a, a decade ago or so. Every so often we'll take, you know, gigs when somebody asks us to, yeah. to write on something. And we were working on a, a rattlesnake hunting show that took place in Texas and it, it was scripted reality. Mm-hmm. It was uh, that's what that's what it was actually called a scripted reality, which seems like an oxymoron. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we worked on that and uh, but nothing interesting happened on that one everything was scripted because it was all non-actors and the show right. uh went away uh three months later so right. uh but yeah scripted reality that's like a thing yeah uh it is a thing and it's weird i and it, i wonder what your insights into this because there's something pure in things like when you find all the stuff you do for found footage it's all it like that's made with like not an intention of being bad or weird like yeah. people are making these like industrial videos and more like in earnest and they just end up being bad but that's mm-hmm. what's fun versus like you know like monos the hands of fate versus sharknado like or uh snakes on a plane like they tried to make snakes on a plane like an intentionally bad movie and then they hyped it up with a marketing campaign and i personally feel like it was a kind of big letdown versus like Monos the Hands of Fate is so bizarre and weird. And that person thought it was the greatest thing that was ever made. Yeah. Or like the room, the room seems yeah. like that was very much, uh, you know, very earnest with the, the production of that. Yeah. I think um, it's, it, a, it's a distinction that like we've finely tuned. Not everybody gets it, you know, like some people are just like, we like schlocky stuff. It doesn't matter what, how it's made or whether it was intentional or not. But yeah, I think our, our, when when um we have to describe the types of things we're looking for when we're finding footage, it's unintentionally funny to right. us. And um, I think yeah, the sincerity, the effort that was put into it, um, and I think that's why the the VHS era is so attractive to us because um, it was those were made at a time where the technology was new. People were trying a bunch of wacky ideas to see what stuck. There's a lot of uh, a lot of failure happening, but interesting failures because a lot of amateurs got involved um and now i think like when when you find like an internet video or something like everyone now is aware that Mm -hmm. what they're doing is going to be seen by everybody you know what i mean like there's no it's not like i'm making a video about how to identify uh types of marbles and there you know in the 80s we found a video called how to identify machine made marbles they thought only marble collectors will ever find this video and then we found it and can do something with it and that's the fun part but you know if somebody's making that today they know that this is going to be seen by the world on youtube yeah it's funny you should say that you do you guys know a comedian by the name of moses storm what's i've heard of him we don't know i don't moses storm Mm -mm. no i don't know he's he's a real real fun guy he had a hbo's max special came out last year and a story that he tells on that special is how his mom tried to direct a America's Funniest Home Video submission with her kids and like did multiple takes, but like tried to set it up to make it seem organic. Mm-hmm. But like he basically played the footage of like, no, you got it. You knocked the sugar over too early. You got to <laughs> It makes it seem like you were scripted. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. So insane. That's funny. I thought about doing that at my wedding, too, because my one of my favorite uh, AFV clips are the ones where like the groom passes out. 
mm-hmm. you know, like whether you see him teetering for a little while and then like falling over. And uh-huh. I thought about like bringing like, you know, a mattress to put behind me mm-hmm. and, and like to get that fake AFV uh, and I'd be the groom and I'd be up there at the altar and then I would do the fake and I'd fall down and then I'd have everybody uh, in the audience react to it. Uh, my wife wasn't into it. She wasn't into that idea. So, That's surprising. So uh, yeah. we didn't do that. But if somebody else wants to use that idea, go ahead and do it. Right. Your wife is, uh, your wife is uh, actually, I would say, a major character in the documentary. Oh, Albertina is fantastic in it. Yeah, she yeah. is. She's so funny in it. Yeah. She's yeah. so great. Yeah. Um. How, how like, like, how, how is... What what is the dynamic between you guys in terms of uh, you doing bits and like it seems like there's boundaries which are healthy. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, what one thing that Albertina will say to me like if if I'm getting on her nerves, she'll she'll say, "Hey, I'm not Nick. Don't do this. I'm not Nick." <laughs> and I know exactly what she's talking about. Gotta have about. that reality check. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but see, she hasn't mastered the thing that Nick has mastered. Like, if I'm getting really annoying and I'm, I don't know, singing a dumb song or something and just getting on Nick's nerves and doing something, he does, and, and he used to uh, give me a great reaction and be like, would you shut the fuck up? Or, you know, like, uh, give me some sort of reaction. That's what I'm looking for. He doesn't give me that anymore. Mm-hmm. But Albertina <laughs> does give me that. And so uh... I think that's what's keeping our, our marriage strong right now. No, I, I got to have a talk with her. She's. Yeah, she's in the other room now. I have to be like, look, you got to be like, oh, that's a cool song. You know, that's that's the right tag is to or just uh, check your phone and just ignore me completely. Like, that's the best thing that you could do. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah, because you're searching for that reaction. Oh, it's the reaction that you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, my roommates like that. She uh, loves living at this sort of little sister fantasy. And I'm like her big brother or whatever. uh, And she loves just doing terrible self-made dad jokes not that like because i write about comedy she knows that yeah. how i pay rent yeah and it's like it's only to get on my nerves <laughs> yeah she's like oh you like comedy you like this joke yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and i'm like that is that is the worst thing i've ever heard <laughs> that's but see that's exactly what she wants to hear yeah 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 yeah, but sometimes I'm just too tired to. Yeah, I get it. You know, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, what are you? What are you guys doing? Like, are you both doing uh, the Found Footage Fest and um, touring this documentary at the same time? Yeah, it's uh, uh the tour we're on now is um, uh, we're playing a bunch of different Alamo Drafthouse theaters uh, with the two movies we. Uh, well, one we're in, Chop and Steal, and then we produced a movie about the weirdest VHS tape we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called The Life on the Farm, about a home movie by this eccentric uh, farmer in England. And mm-hmm. Karen Kilgariff is in it and uh, a bunch of other people. It's a, uh, We didn't direct it, but we uh, produced it. And uh, so we're doing a double feature at theaters around the country uh, right. with that. And yeah. when that's done, then, yeah, we're picking up, um, like Joe said, we're, we're uh, we have a new show called Found Footage Festival Volume 10, Popcorn Classics, and we're going to hit the road with that. We've done a few dates here and there, but we'll go on an extended tour in the fall. Um, popcorn Classics meaning like a bunch of like B, D, 
movies, mid, mid, midnight movies that you find on VHS or something? It's actually a reference to a video in the show. So uh, we were doing a show in Minneapolis, and this guy brought us this, still in the shrink wrap, a video from Kmart. It was uh, the Nuremberg Trials. You know, it's like a it's a, a war tribunal, like it's a serious documentary. For hate crime, crimes against humanity. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> get more serious. The Nazis. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's them on 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 trial, but Kmart or whoever packaged it as a popcorn classic, and uh, it came with it comes with a free bag of popcorn, and it came right. with a free microwavable popcorn. And the person who gave it to us thought it was hilarious, and we thought it was hilarious too. The fact that the serious subject is you can chomp on some popcorn while you watch this uh <laughs> so uh it was called popcorn classics so we're like let's call our show popcorn classics yeah yeah so and we're, we want to include when when our show eventually comes on blu-ray and dvd we'll we'll include a free bag of microwave popcorn just like the nuremberg trials right <laughs> just like the nuremberg trials would have wanted it i mean you're there's like a bunch of uh weird vhs documentaries about what like agent orange or something or... <laughs> there should be yeah maybe they're all part of the popcorn classics line <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Get, you know bag of pop secret and you know watch some uh, nazi war criminals get right. uh-huh, together at last um will found footage always stay on the vhs medium or would you guys ever consider i i know you already said that like people who make videos today or shooting themselves today know that they're going to be seen in a way that we didn't used to think. But... Well, I, yeah, no, that's a good question. Like we maybe like six or seven years ago, we branched out. We started, don't tell anybody this, but like we started uh, showing DVDs. We're not mm -hmm. proud of this, but like we, we do do DVDs. Occasionally we'll show some DVDs because there's some good stuff on DVD, right. but I don't know, like, I don't know. Like uh, right now, there's this guy on Instagram who's this realtor from Staten Island who's just like, oh boy, this guy, he's good. He's really good. He's exactly like he ticks a lot of the boxes for like what we say is good. So I don't know. I think I think that there's. I don't think we would do that. I don't think that that's our department. But uh, I think there's room out there for somebody else to do that. Well, so. I'll tell you one thing though that we discovered during the lockdown because we couldn't get to the thrift stores where we normally find our material was um, uh, something called IMGs. And this is something we did on our, our YouTube show because we had to branch out. We just couldn't get to our office and we couldn't uh, where all our tapes are mm -hmm. and uh, we weren't thrifting. And uh, somebody told us that if you type in the letters IMG and then any four digits, mm -hmm. 0508 or whatever, into um, your YouTube search bar, you'll find all these videos that weren't even bothered to have names to them they just oh, that's yeah, they the, uploaded yeah that's just the file name that your phone you know hundreds of them hundreds them. and hundreds of them right yeah and all of them have like uh you know 10 maybe 13 views some have zero views you know and so that gave us a little bit of the feel a little bit of the uh thrill of the hunt that you get when you're at a goodwill and you're you know trying to right. blow the dust off a tape and you know, find something under a stack or behind something and see something that you feel like you've discovered. Right. You know, I, and I think that's one of the thrills for us for finding footage. And and so this replicated it a little bit. It came close because it does feel unintentional in the way that a lot of our VHS tapes do. Right. Yeah, it was exciting. Like we we uh, we called it IMG mining. It was like you'd go into the IMG mines right. and you try to find mine out some good IMGs. And so like all of our viewers started started going out and harvesting as many 
excellent uh, IMGs as they could, and then they would give it titles, and it took on this whole life of its own. And I was like, oh, maybe this has its own show. So maybe maybe somewhere down the road that has its own show. Yeah, because you you guys call it found footage. It's not found VHS fe festival or you know. Found, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we I kept think, it vague for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, and so I I mean, just kind of like classic rock stations eventually have to play stuff from the nineties. <laughs> Like I would, and it's, you know, it's just like, there's a lot of gold, especially cause like the nineties was so long ago now, you know, yeah. um, that there's things for you to find. I mean, crazy enough, this is totally, I just remembered this. I in college would do my own tour challenge through YouTube where I, my, a friend of mine would just pick two random words and we'd see in it, in a, in a challenge to like, see if we can find like not find a youtube video of that thing and i'll i'll never forget that he said it was actually three things three words he said tokyo drift cheese and we <laughs> the first thing that came up was a fucking video with a cheese grater bolted onto the hood of a car grating a cheese while drifting no way yes. everything has been made everything <laughs> yeah. has been made it's, all been yeah, done. it's like like rule 47 of the internet but another one i don't know that one or but... no, what is it the one that if there's something of it there's uh porn of it on the internet oh is that what it is oh, okay <laughs> okay yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah rule 40 or 30 something uh, that, that's yeah it. it's yeah. a bottomless pit yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i feel like that that felt very found footage e mm -hmm. you know for sure and it probably had what twelve views. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because why would you want to watch somebody drift a car in a circle to great cheese? <laughs> I mean, it's somebody's fetish. Well, speak, Let's not speak forget Speak for that. yourself, Jake. Yeah, yeah. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Sure. Well, that I happens to like be my thing. Cheese is the thing. I don't think it's any good. <laughs> yeah. Now, good point. Yeah. <laughs> um. Would you guys want to do some comedy news real quick? Sure. Let's listen to the news. Yeah. Let's listen to this. Well, I'm, I'm going to kick it to you with maybe some related questions. Okay, so we'll try to go through these uh, really quick. Uh, I, we're going to jump around here a little bit. Um, first off, this just announced like a few hours ago of this, uh, as of this recording. HBO Max is no longer going to be known as HBO Max. They're going to be known as Max. And I wonder if this has something to do with quality because one of their first announcements now known as Max and not HBO Max, they ordered a brand new Big Bang Theory series. Huh. Like a follow-up to one of the highest rated yet least critically acclaimed comedies of all time. And that's their first move as max not hbo net the hbo stands for quality I, I wonder if this is like part of an internal conversation like we is, can't be having this at hbo is hbo going away are we no hbo word... will still exist okay that i'm sure i think there's like brand confusion in terms of what is hbo what is hbo max and so i think hbo will just put out their sort of signature like premium, like quality content, as prestige a, 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 television. Prestige yeah. television, yeah, and then Max will be like both a platform for streaming HBO and then whatever it, their 
fucking filler and, content is and and dog shit and the rest yeah. will be dog shit yeah so it <laughs> yeah, sounds like they're, yeah. they're kicking off with some dog shit then right okay <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i don't know that they that was maybe that was the first draft of the press release uh, okay yeah yeah the, yeah. the I, I no, actually, I think they're kicking off with the dog shit chronicles. I think that's the, the <laughs> oh, show. That looks it's, good. That looks it's awesome. actually really good. You guys, that's a real really water like cooler it. show. Yeah. I mean, you you say in jest, but I, if I read that coming from Adult Swim, I'm like, oh yeah, I probably know people that work on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lasso worked on the dog one. <laughs> the dog shit chronicles. Should we make it the three of us? Do you think? Yeah. That, do you think it has legs? Do you think we <laughs> yeah. could? Uh, I don't right, know. Let's, let's pitch it to itself. Adult Swim. Yeah. Bring the least favorites out. Yeah. Yeah. Has that ever been a place that you guys like have done anything? Because that feels like kind of your tone. Yeah, we yeah. had meetings with them. We've had meetings with them, and we pitched to them too. Uh, after the uh, Kenny Strasser thing, the yo-yo expert uh, thing, we pitched a show with uh, Tim and Eric, mm-hmm. and uh, pitched to Comedy Central, pitched to Adult Swim, and everybody mm-hmm. passed on it. So uh, yeah, we did. We shot, know, a, just... shot a pilot with um, absolutely Tim and Eric's production mm-hmm. company uh, that was supposed to be. Yeah, we didn't know where it was going to be, but it was like a it's supposed to be true TV. True TV, before, but it took. Yeah. Oh, it back took, when they did comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. When it's not just the impractical jokers channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, it was took place in a video store at the end of the world, and Judah Friedlander uh, played the video store clerk, and oh, we had okay. people like Kate Micucci and Kate Flannery and Jordan Carlos come in as customers, and he would show them. He'd be like, "No, no, you don't want that video. Let me show you what you really want." And it would be one of our, you know, karate instructional tapes or uh, exercise videos. It was a good show too. Like mm-hmm. I, I was proud of the pilot. I thought uh, I thought it would get picked up, but then you know, the junior executives that we worked with uh, loved it and were on board the whole time. And then they showed it to some super high up executive, and he's like, "I don't get it." And then they pass. And that's it. <laughs> I was just like, "This is the stupidest." industry in the world why are we here why are we doing it you say that but we all got real excited about the dog shit chronicles so i think (laughs) uh, i got a new lease on life i'm back out i'm I'm back on the dog shit we're gonna go to some pitch meetings later this afternoon for that yeah you're gonna start like rebranding all those frisbees to say dog shit chronicles yes exactly yeah yeah let's call judah call judah let's let him see if he's available (laughs) um Speaking of dog shit chronicles, I really love how the Hollywood Reporter uh, reported this news uh, over the last week. Z-Way, which I thought was a very fun shakeup of the late night format and uh, satirical in a way that was like somewhat respectful to the idea of late night, but definitely for younger audiences and we're not doing an opening monologue and we have a house band and all that sort of shit. Um that got canceled after two seasons at Showtime. Uh, the way that Hollywood Reporter uh, um, <clears throat> announced it was Z-Way canceled at Showtime as they order Mandy Patinkin comedy. <laughs> oh, you think they're, be- they're being cheeky here? Yeah, they're being uh, cheeky because yeah. well, now with Z-Way being canceled, that means it's old white dudes in Amber Ruffin in Late Night. That's it. <laughs> That, yeah, that's it. it's one-stop shopping. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no slight yeah. to Mandy Patinkin, but it's like the opposite of Z-Way. Um, it is very much. I'm bummed though. That show was good. Our our uh, uh, we're big fans of Joe Firestone. She's done stuff with us before, and she was a writer on that. And yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Joe Firestone. She's great. Yeah, yeah. Joe, I feel like 
<laughs> in a way there's like a found footage vibe to a lot of joe's stand-up especially with how she does crowd work because i feel like a lot of times when stand-ups do crowd work it's just an excuse to pivot to material and then joe really wants to know who eats yogurt yeah yeah those. Oh, I, you know, like normally when a comedian goes into the, the crowd to do crowd work or like, you know, does like a hidden camera show or something, I'm worried that something's going to go wrong and that this okay. is going to be awkward and we're all going to actually, I'm kind of looking forward to that, sure. but, but, you know, it is like, it's dangerous to do that. But yeah, Joe, you look forward to it because she's, uh, because she, I don't know, like, did you see that one? I think it was a uh, adult swim show where she was giving out free cookies so that people would be your friend or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I remember that. She was just outside uh, of like a convenience store. And it's like, and she's looking for a friend. And it's like, <laughs> yes, it, it was so brilliant and so nice. And like, it wasn't, uh, it was awkward, but not like in the bad kind of way. Right. And it actually had like a happy ending. I think she found a friend at the end of it. So yeah, she did. Yeah. And even more so along those lines, she did that um, Peacock special where she just taught like senior citizens how to do stand up. Yeah. Yeah. And that felt very Joe, but also like pure and earnest and like they weren't being exploited of all. And she ended up making them funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Every, think, everybody won with that. Yeah. yeah. I think if there's something that like that, that we're drawn to and that maybe we have in common is like, even though our show is, is a little more um, sarcastic than mm-hmm. what Joe and maybe even like Joe Para, people like that do, I think um, there's not a, it's not a mean spirited show. Our show isn't like we genuinely love the videos. We've, you know, found them ourselves in a lot of cases and have a real attachment to them. And I think like, that's maybe the difference between like, I don't know if you were to to pitch people on what our show is, they might think it was like a, I don't know, like a, a snarky kind of flippant show about the footage, but it's not that way. Like it comes from, you know, a a good place for who are a, we're fascinated by the footage and how it got made. I think Joe has a similar sensibility. Yeah. I don't think you guys would ever make the face that Daniel Tosh makes on Tosh.0. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a different ridiculousness or, you know, like, yeah, it's not, it's not like, look at that idiot. It's, it's, it's more of like, well, let's track this person down and find out what to find these people. We want to hear the story behind these things. Yeah. 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 Those people have you found like in the documentary, you get to see one. But like mm-hmm. we found like lots. Yeah. About well, a dozen uh, people, I think. Yeah. Over the years we've tracked down. We found a lot. Yeah. The best one ever was Jack Rebney, the angry RV salesman. Have you ever seen that before? Yeah. The Jack Rebney. Oh, look up Jack Rebney, angry RV salesman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to meet, he was our Holy grail. And uh, yeah, the, uh, the guy who directed chop and steel also directed the documentary about that video. Oh, Winnebago then, man. That's the one Winnebago man. Then we got to meet uh, Jack Rebney and that, that was one of our biggest ones, but I actually, I would say the one in, in chop and steel is our biggest find of all time. Right. Um, yeah. So which you should go watch and you guys will be playing LA this week, right? Uh, the draft house in LA. Yep. Uh, the 13th and 14th of April in, in LA, then up to San Francisco, Denver, uh, Chicago. Right. Yeah. We're playing Austin, like a, Austin, Raleigh, New York, Brooklyn. Right yeah. Up. And then more cities uh, in the summer, but yeah, it's, it's fun. Cause we're doing the theater uh, theatrical tour with the movie, we'll be introducing it. And then we're doing like a little mini version of the found footage festival afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing that at film festivals last year when the movie would play. People wanted to see kind of a little taste of 
what our live show was. So that's, that's what the tour is. Right. Amazing. And I mean, I hope that people start showing up to these uh, dressed up as chop and steel. Oh, we've I didn't think people. about that. That's, we've had yeah. some. Well, no, we had some people dress up as Chop and Steel for Halloween, and it was like a very accurate mm-hmm. costume too. Right. So it's it's easy. You just need like a headband and like a sharpie yeah. to write "Give thanks for strengths" <laughs> on your right. On your it's easier than, it. to do than the Squid Game costume, which you just yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> way easier. Yeah, I mean, we were going on these news shows. We'd just literally go to a thrift store and find some workout clothes that was a little too tight and then go on the show. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all you really have to do to be Chop and Steel. It so, just yeah. has to be a little too tight. <laughs> Come in costume. We encourage it. Right, right. What would you guys feel like if someone tried to do, like an, a, a, a sports apparel brand tried to approach Chop and Steel to like promote something ironically? What would you think about that? Oh, what, good question. You, like they you, want us to be chop and steel to promote like their their athletic wear. Somehow. Their athletic wear. How yeah. much are they offering? <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? Well, Let's just say yes. We'll do it. I I don't know, Nick. Uh, I I just checked the checking account a little while ago, and I'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Sign us <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, anything that'll put me in a nicer hotel on Wednesday. I think that's the main thing. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, what would it, uh, if they gave you creative control over this ad campaign, which would be amazing, what would oh. you do with it? Oh, over the what? athletic wear? Are they, are they shoes or what are they? Are they uh, shoes or just like, um, it's like a Nike Adidas kind of yeah, a yeah, yeah. brand or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I think uh, what we, we would say is these are the shoes for best friends. And, um, <laughs> And and explain like uh, how they're good for doing exercises with your best buddy, and yeah. uh, and then we do various friendship exercises. That's right. not bad, Nick, because there are tons of friends out there who are looking for sports apparel. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I like See, it. Jake, that's why this partnership works. It's kind of like you know, well, you start with an idea, the other person uh, adds to it. Here's what I would do: as I would have everybody in the Dog Shit Chronicles, they all wear this line of clothing. Yeah, perfect. You know? Integrated and then, marketing, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then people will be like, oh, I saw that on the Dog Shit Chronicles. I saw those <laughs> shoes on the Dog, dog Shit Chronicles. Oh, where'd yeah. you get that headband? Oh, I saw it on the Dog Shit Chronicles. Can there be like very blatantly obvious product placement? Not unlike that, I think you should leave sketch where they have the t-shirt with the tugger. Like, oh, the, the, in the middle PC of the tugger. Like, oh, what's that t-shirt? <laughs> you know, I ever since seeing that sketch, I always see like, guys of that size like my size doing that tc tugger thing like a lot of like <laughs> chubby men who are like don't want the sweat to stick to their stomach will do that you want your body thing. shape to be obscured as obscured as much as possible so you tug <laughs> we uh we have a video of uh, dennis haskins doing karaoke you know his principal building and in, in uh say by the bell he has this whole video of him doing uh karaoke I don't know why anybody would want to watch him doing karaoke. You'd think you'd want to do karaoke yourself, but he uh, does TC Tuggers throughout the whole video. He's always pulling out a shirt and doing the TC Tuggers thing. So, so Joe did an edit of just all the times he tugs his shirt while singing karaoke in that video. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. So if yeah. you can make that sort of shirt for friends, and then we feature on the Dog Shit Chronicles, we're in the bank. Cha-ching! It's our ticket out of this hellhole that we're all living in right now. Yeah, it's it yep. started here on this podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were there. Uh, hey, it's recorded. Just so you know. <laughs> exactly. All right, last news story, and then uh, we'll get you guys out of here. Thank you so much for sharing your time, and uh, people really should watch Shop and Steal. It's really amazing. 
yeah sure. thanks for having us if you're if you're not in any of those cities we're going to be at you can um it's going to be video on demand on uh, may 9th so if you go to choppingsteel.com steel is s-t-e-e-l-e -E -E, um that has uh that'll have a link to the video on demand sweet uh, I mentioned this uh, excitedly before uh, the pod, but I, I think I, I was just, I read the news every day. And I thought this was so interesting. I won your insight on this. So uh, in the ongoing sort of uh, strife between Taiwan and China, is Taiwan China or not? Depends on which uh, country and government you ask. Um, Taiwan likes to think of themselves as a sovereign democracy and China isn't very too appreciative of that. So um, they, a lot of times they do military drills, just to, China does military drills to show them uh, just to flex their military muscle. Um, so there was a guy who made a patch uh, of Winnie the Pooh getting punched by a black bear. And famously Winnie the Pooh has been used as a, figure to make fun of Chinese President Xi Jinping because he bears some kind of likeness and it's been used so much so that in China they you're not allowed to use an image of Winnie the Pooh that's like just banned uh so as a act of defiance uh not only does this patch exist but if, uh Tai Taiwanese Air Force pilots are now putting it on their flight suits uh and it, it's making it more official and legit and uh i gotta say the the patches look pretty cool i'm looking at it right now i just did a google Same. image search for it and it's incredible it's Isn't 10 it? times better than i i thought and yeah that would that would get me like geared up for war like i would be ready for <laughs> war if i if i was wearing that on my on my uh bicep right. i'd right. be like let's go get them yeah we, we, I know. We, we should digitally insert that patch into Top Gun Maverick to make a political statement. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, I, Joe knows this. I've banned um, anyone wearing anything that has Ron Howard on it from our shows because I think that's an unflattering depiction of me. Uh, so I just <laughs> have... It's a long-standing thing. If anyone's wearing a Ron Howard t-shirt, see, I always say. thought you were more of, of Jeffrey Jones, uh, the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I thought you looked more like him. Well, I, I picked I picked the less problematic person to talk about. So. <laughs> what do you think, Jake? Is Nick more Jeffrey Jones or is he more Ron Howard? You know, with the hat and the headphones, I'm definitely seeing Ron Howard right now. Oh, the headphones. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's very directory. Yep. Yeah. AP, hat yeah. to disguise the thinning hair. It's all classic Ron Howard by the book. Right. Same DNA. Yeah. Have you banned uh, early episodes? Uh, all episodes of Arrested Development being played around you as well. Yep, that's just in my personal life too. So Andy Griffith, <laughs> China's onto something. <laughs> yep, no, no Andy Griffith either. Yeah, so. you don't want any Opie around nope. you too. Yeah. Like, no reminders. Well, while we're on it, Joe, do you? Is there things you want to censor that you feel sensitive to? Uh, I, I would say like, um, like elf shit probably, and it's only because like Nick is obsessed with elf, and like uh, on our show he brings up. Alf as as often as possible, and it's just like I, I, we kind of got it with Alf. We, you know, well, you there's a reason. Got it, but... There's a reason it lasted two seasons, right? Four yeah. and, and a special, <laughs> but uh, but who's keeping track? <laughs> I just yeah, we're done with Alf. You know what? Let's have Winnie the Pooh punching Alf on our patch. Let's uh, let's no, do that. Not or, on board. No, not no, on board. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
have the black bear punching Winnie the Pooh, then Winnie the Pooh punching. <laughs> yeah, giving a pile driver to uh, Elf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then well, that we actually sounds cool. Put that as like an emblem on that giant business card that you proposed. Yes, it's a huge. It's a huge <laughs> emblem. On it. It's gonna be eleven by seventeen now. Like that's gonna be the business card at this point. Oh, we've gone yeah. up. Yeah, have a business card that people have to carry with two hands. Right. Exactly. They have yeah. to fold it up and put it in a tube. <laughs> people love doing that every people time love doing that uh-huh that's the plan um one last question before we go here um you know it seems sometimes as though people want confirmation and i'm being very general generalized here confirmation that you're kidding like in a bit like people want to know like because there's been so much misinformation and sometimes like people are so good at fooling people or pulling pranks or whatever you want to call them. People don't know what's real anymore. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? No, it's, it's like a, it's a real danger, you know, especially when you see the deep fake stuff. And I recently did an AI uh, voice emulator thing and I just, spit in an episode of VCR party and I made Joe say whatever I wanted him to say. Mm-hmm. And there were a uh, lot of apologies. You made me apologize for a lot of things that I never apologized for. Yeah. And, and I was ha- this, yeah. I was having fun for days with this. Just making Joe <laughs> say, somebody say like, hey, would you apologize for the time you jumped on my back while I was climbing downstairs? I'd be like, you got it. Type it in. <laughs> All of a sudden Joe's saying it in a passable Joe voice. It did sounded Albert, exactly like give me. you a binder of things to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she has a list. Hang. He's, yeah. he's still typing them in. Yeah. Uh, but it, and it's been, that was both fascinating and terrifying. But um but yeah, I think I think that's why like in the documentary and then in showing the live in our live shows all the footage from our our uh, news experiments, like that's the point where you exhale and you're like, look what we got away with. Look what the news stations did, yeah. you know. And of course people who already know us know that right. it's you know, we're not strongmen, we're not a fake chef, or we're not a real chef, etc. But but then when we we release them on our DVDs and our live shows online, that's when sort of we give up the the game that you know well, this is who it, we are. And then our live shows, a lot of the times we do have to say like this is a hundred percent real. This hasn't you know you have to you have to say this or like you know we went on we played the guys like but this is real this is real reactions. You always have to you have to say that now at right. this point. So right. yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's. I I like it a lot to I think it'd be weird to do the Colbert report now because like political comedy like if you look at like last week tonight it's very clear where John Oliver stands like it's still satirical but it's not like uh like a nudge nudge wink wink and if you're because there are people that did watch the Colbert report and they liked the guy and agreed with him yeah. 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 I, I think it, it's tougher to do that now. Like, I mean, even like, um, you know, Archie Bunker was understood as a example of what not to be at the time that it aired, but you watch it now and you're like, oh, you, you know, you couldn't do this now. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I think, yeah, it might be tougher to play a character. I mean, he, I guess he had sort of the, the benefit of uh, coming off of daily show and being able to position it the way it was, but right. um, the, I, I even like, thinking about doing another news appearance for us uh, as a character, you know, it was talked about at certain points during the documentary and we ultimately realized now's not a good time. We're dealing with a pandemic informations, you know, 
it, correct information has never been more important. Like, right. I don't think it's the time to really do this. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think people are also good at, like, people are so good at, like, mockumentaries. It's, you know, yeah. like, even when, when Spinal Tap came out, a lot of people thought that was real. Right. You know, even though the, the, the jokes were obviously jokes, but, you know, um, but, but like the office is a, essentially a mockumentary, you right. know, like people are so good at acting right. real when they're being fake. So, no, right. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a time, you know, Brett Davis. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he he took over the Chris Gethard show and made it one of the more insane things that's ever existed. He took over that public access uh, uh, slot at Manhattan, Manhattan Neighborhood Network and created a talk show where he gets killed in the first episode. And so he plays characters that fill in for Brett. And so it's called The Special Without Brett Davis. And I remember- that's a great I was, idea. Yeah, it was just so funny and ambitious. He uh, briefly came to L.A. or like I would follow this on Tumblr, like the show had a Tumblr page. And there was a point at which like Brett was posting all this stuff about like having a really dark time in L.A. And then like he got in a car accident in a DUI and, a, and like it was kind of convincing and considering how dark the show is. I'm like, I don't know if he's kidding. Yeah, I mean it's boy who cried wolf, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. yeah. And then thankfully there's that meme of some old dude standing up in bleachers talking about how he'll always believe that pro wrestling is real. And I sent me <laughs> that and I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he was bullshitting then, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, he was okay. sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I think about that too because like we we one of the short films we directed uh, is called it's based on a you know all these training videos we found and it's uh, called Gas and Fuel Employee Training Video Number Four A, mm -hmm. and it was so over the top to us that we we you know played it at film festivals and it got a lot of laughs and um, but it was done in the style of a training video uh, uh, for a gas station convenience store. And uh, I think we posted on YouTube maybe a couple of years ago, and we still get people being like, WTF, they put the paint thinner in the microwave? And it's like, guys, this is clearly a joke, but I guess they're stumbling upon it. Maybe they don't know the context, but... We saw um, somebody doing a TikTok reaction video to it. Like, okay. yeah, it was like, oh, this is... I mean, it's so fake to us, at least, but uh, we we delivered it straight. And, you know... We we study the the training video, and so we right. we pulled out all the all the stops on it. So it yeah. looks real, but what they're saying is not real at all, right. not even close. I don't know if people are getting better or worse though at, at recognizing it as fake. I feel like worse. Right. I mean, well, it's hard. There's no. I feel like it's there's no solid ground to stand on. Like people are like corporations and what they try to like you know april fool's day is no fun anymore because it's mm -hmm. corporations pulling off fun stunts to seem like relatable yeah and when somebody there's a comedian by the name of yasser lester who um he tweeted uh that he like found this ad that jersey mike's is gonna do a bacon lettuce and tomato san sandwich as a blm sandwich <laughs> And that got so much news coverage. Like local news outlets would be like, oh, "So, what do you feel about the BLM sandwich from Jersey Mike's?" Even though Jersey Mike's officially came out immediately, like, "What this, this has nothing to do with us. We did not do this. This is totally a prank." That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, people are go people are good at 
delivering the information. And I don't know, there's just so much shit out there. There's so much shit out there that you just, it's hard to keep track of everything. So, yeah, yeah I don't I know. I, I mean, think we're very much still like between Gen Xers, millennials, and Gen Z, like we're, it's still a test generation for the internet in that, like, what it, does it do to the human brain to have all the information good or bad fake or real available to you at all times we're gonna find out (laughs) in in a hundred years we're gonna find out and yeah and if any luck we'll confuse the matter even more that's how we'll know we're doing our jobs yeah we still won't know what is the best coffee or what a good mattress is (laughs) nope no nope not if we can help it nope (laughs) Uh, thank you again so much for your time. Please go watch Chop and Steal wherever it's playing or on VOD on May 9th. Uh, where can people find you online? And is there anything else you would like to promote? Uh, we have a couple websites, not to brag or anything. We're doing pretty well for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, foundfootagefest.com. You can see all things found footage there. Our shows, VCR party, Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, and then uh, chopandsteel.com, S-T-E-E-L-E, steel. Uh, dot com and that's uh, all things shop and steal that's uh, all of our screenings coming up you can buy tickets there and all that so yeah a- anything else just uh we got a tour coming up for found okay. footage yeah yeah well, I, I was um, just giving nick a chance if you wanted to oh. plug anything just uh no i mean if I, see, if I see in person i'll give you a business card how's that oh cool <laughs> Yeah, and uh, watch the Dog Shit Chronicles coming to um, whatever streaming service wants to give. That's us- the other thing we had to plug. That's the other thing. <laughs> yes, course. the Dog Shit Chronicles coming soon to Max. Yeah. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna kick off Max. Kick off Max. Uh-huh. Watch if it really happens, and then we're actually like, we have to do this now. <laughs> that would be a dream. That would be a dream. I hope it happens. Finally, I can't wait. I'd be so excited to call my parents. Like, we're making, <laughs> we're making the dog shit chronicles. Oh, another great Doing thing it. about Chop and Steel, guys, is there are reactions from Joe and Nick's parents, which are, uh, in a manner of speaking, priceless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they encourage us too much. I think that's the problem. <laughs> nope. They're that's constantly bad. confused. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm Jay Kroger. I created the Comedy Bureau. You can find the Comedy Bureau at thecomedybureau.com at the Comedy Bureau across socials. You can find me on Instagram at Not the Supermarket, on Twitter at MFJ Kroger. So many great causes to support this time. So I'd ask that you please support those. But if you have money and generosity left over, please support the Comedy Bureau to keep it running, covering comedy in LA and New York. And do you have anything left to say as we sign off here, Joe and Nick? Love you. Love you. Pure and simple. Love it. Uh, comedy of all kinds is happening and as the great Brody Stevens would say enjoy it Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger music by Brian Grineo artwork by Andrew Delman and KT and part of the Believe Podcast family Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.